Hello and welcome to Emotional Support Witch, a podcast about learning, healing, connection and all things witchcraft. My name's Steph. And I'm Yella. And join us on our journey as baby witches as we look into spirituality and connection and nature and all things witchcraft and join us as we learn. Yeah, we thought this could be a nice thing of um, us finding out more about ourselves, about spirituality, about connection to earth and everything around that and doing it with you. Yeah, we feel a bit that that society has moved away from the things that are natural and that human beings have been doing together um, for so many years and we're interested in going back to those kind of original roots of of nature and community um, and seeing how we can implement some of those things in the modern world. Yeah, maybe we can say a little bit about how we want to structure our podcast because um, as you can see from the episode title, it's called The Eight of Coins. So what's that about, Steph? So... The idea for each episode is that at the end of every episode, we draw a tarot card and we then spend that week exploring what that tarot means. So in the as we draw it, we'll kind of give our initial interpretation, what we both get intuitively from the card. And then over the course of the week, we want to explore, research and use that kind of as a as a theme for each episode. Um, and so it gives us something to to think about and for the listeners to think about each week before coming on to the next one and kind of seeing what other people interpret from those cards as well. Yeah, so um, best case scenario, we have a lot of episodes in front of us. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of tarot, tarot cards. Card here, the pack of tarot cards here. Um, and emotional support, which um, came about because we, well, it's actually from a Grace and Frankie episode. <laughs> if you know, Frankie says she's an emotional support witch. And we kind of related to that because we tend to be quite caring and have a lot of empathy, take on a lot of emotions from other people as well. So we just wanted to explore a little bit how we can help other people, but still like look after ourselves as well. Yeah, when we saw the episode of Grace and Frankie and she said the phrase emotional support, which we both just looked at each other and we were like, that's us. Um, and we thought that there would, there's lots of people out there who I think can relate to that idea of um, when you're an empathetic person and having people lean on you. Um, you obviously want to help people, um, but you also need to look after yourself. And that's kind of when we've been looking into sort of witchcraft ourselves. That's kind of what we have figured out that a lot of it is just about healing and learning um, about yourself and about the world, but mostly about yourself. And the more you know about yourself, the more you can be there for other people. Like in doing things together and doing things in ritual, I think has been the two key things that have been helping us so far, but we'll see what the journey, where the journey takes us. But like, yeah, just like saging our rooms, like, yeah, steering our morning coffee with intentions, just little things that can actually really make a difference, even though in the beginning you think maybe it's a little bit silly. Yeah, I had no idea kind of when we began our journey with rituals. Um, it's been quite a slow journey, just like here and there and then starting to have like everyday rituals and rituals for the seasons or rituals for when things happen. Um, and just realizing how much that helps us to like process things that are happening or mark the event and, and just the fact of doing something together with other people. Um, I think is really powerful. And then the more we've looked into that, the more we've seen that it's just part of humanity and just something that humans have been doing together in every single culture all over the world throughout human history. And yeah, I feel like we've lost it a little bit and we've felt the power just of doing it slowly, little by little, building in rituals into our lives. Um, so that's definitely something we want to explore and to be able to share with with everyone. Yeah. And Without talking any further, maybe should we get to our first tarot card, the Eight of Coins? How exciting. Yeah. And maybe we can explain it, like how it looks uh, to the listeners first, but we'll also upload it to our Instagram, emotionalsupportwitch.podcast, um, so you can have a look if you want to. But basically, it's like 
eight coins and it's four on the top and four on the bottom and behind them is kind of like an eye. Mm. Yeah, there's a big eye in the background. Um, and then on the top coin is um, a light bulb with a heart in it and that's also got an eye behind it. And then on the coin um, on the front of the bottom pile is like a mallet and kind of metal working bench. Um, and then there's just eight stars around it as well. Um, and I think our first initial response to it was like kind of like the connection between the idea and the making of something. So having the idea, but then actually putting it into something, actually making something out of the idea. Yeah, that's been, and it felt really relevant. It was really cool when we um, flipped it over and started um, interpreting it because I think that's something we've been working on a lot is, you know, you can have lots of ideas and there's a lot going up in your head, but it's that next step. It's the taking action. It's the doing something um, with those ideas. So with the card having the little light bulb with the heart, you know, that for us was representing all the ideas and all the thoughts that we have. And then, you know, the mallet and putting it to work is, is actually doing something with that, which is <laughs> brings us to why we're doing it as well. So it felt like a really, like the perfect card to start with. Yeah. I think we both really related to it. And it's the thing about like the balance as well. Like the card is really like, what's it called? Symmetrical? Like yeah. one side is the same as the other. It's almost like a mirror, but one is the idea and one is the doing um and how important both is like because i think in our world as well craftsmanship isn't like even though it's such an important part of humanity and it's always been it isn't seen as something amazing anymore it's like oh it's all about the intellect and the ideas and being smart it's not about like actually doing something with your hands anymore and i think that's like some balance that we've lost as humans. The craftsmanship is really not valued anymore. And and that's been another thing for us that's been really helpful in our journey as well is we love making things and having a craft and making jewelry or embroidering and like doing things with your hands. I think that has been something that's been a big part of, you know, what humans have been doing. Or it feels like maybe people don't have as much time for it because we are more consumed by technology or by um, you know, how fast paced life is, um, but how beneficial it is to just sit there and craft. Yeah, because you don't really have to do it anymore. You can buy anything you mm -hmm. want. You can have everything there by 10 p.m. on Amazon now. It's not even next day delivery anymore. It's like, I haven't even like clicked yet, but like, I remember the times where it was like, oh, Amazon is a thing. You can buy something and it's going to be there in a couple of days. And then at some point it was like, oh, do you know, like it's next day delivery now. Like it's really quick. And now it's just you can get it by 10 p.m. on the same day. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, obviously, there still need to be humans there, like the drivers, the people mm -hmm. who like package it. But like they're completely forgotten. Yeah. It's like a mystery to me. But like you actually don't have to do anything yourself anymore. Everything that you need, you can you can get ready meals. You can get you don't even have to cook anymore. Like all the things that you do with your hands are just lost and because i think when there's not a face like a human being to the product or the thing that you're buying it loses so much value like we love supporting local businesses and local artists and seeing the craft and the time and the love and the art that goes into things yeah that's something we feel really strongly about and um really want to draw a light to and emphasize um going forward and i think the same goes for the ideas as well actually mm. because we don't really need to have our own ideas anymore either because like we can consume ideas all day long mm. you know phones and laptops and wherever like even just like outside like looking at like the billboards you know like there's ideas everywhere like we don't have to come up with our own but like i think we need to like mm. all of us um do our own things with our hand and our minds i think that's something that we need to come back to as as a society yeah and and the ideas thing is something because we consume so much media I think yeah people don't tend to think for themselves and something that we really want from this podcast is um you know we're not here to tell people we're not here for a truth we don't believe in that it is really about like finding your own truth and hearing things and finding things that you feel like resonate um 
for you and it doesn't have to make sense or resonate for anyone else but it's like your own personal truth and I think that's something we've lost as well is just um you just get told things and then you believe it and you just think that's the way it is when it really isn't um so that's something we're really passionate to kind of deconstruct in this yeah. podcast as well is finding what you think about something what you feel and not just what you thought everyone else did or what you thought you should um, yeah just questioning really mm. just asking questions to others but also to yourself like why do I think that and like if you come to the conclusion that yeah that's my opinion then that's fine but I think yeah you're totally right most of our opinions are just something that we think we should believe in mm. or we think it's the truth but we actually have lost like our own connection to our own truth a little bit Mm. And that's why I love as well that there's the eye like yeah. behind all of these things because um, we've been looking into the third eye a lot as well, you know, which is your intuition. Um, and I think that's something that we have kind of lost, um, you know, as well is just trusting that gut feeling. You know, I think we try and be really logical and really rational, all kind of the opposite where we're very emotional and very like, um, you know, but it's about finding that balance and like really, truly feeling like your intuition is I've heard it described before as um you know what do you think or feel before your brain comes in and goes here's all the reasons why or no it's this or you know before your brain comes in and tries to rationalize everything it's getting trying to stop that and get to that core initial feeling um that I think people write off quite a lot as well yeah I mean I know I do like most of the time I have a gut feeling, but then I like think, oh no, like, but I can't go with that because that's not logical. Like, that's not like I have to think about all the pros and cons mm. and everything. And well, that's also good sometimes. It's just like, but you can just trust your body and your mind and mm -hmm. like your intuition. You can just do that, but um, it's scary to do so, I yeah. believe. Like, I, I felt it's been really scary, but I've been trying to just and like, The rituals and yoga and meditation and all that stuff really helps to like kind of just balance yourself a little bit and like makes it a little bit easier. But we're still on a journey, as we mm -hmm. said. We're still not anywhere where we can settle. I don't think we'll ever be. No, but that's why this is a journey. Um, and I think that, yeah, it was such an amazing first card to draw because it just really felt like it encapsulated everything that we're about with the the ideas and the mind being in balance with the doing and the body and the action and all of that being tied together by like knowing yourself and trusting yourself. Yeah. And then maybe do you want to read us um, what the tarot book actually says about the card? Yeah. So we, we try and get a, a balance of, we always want our own initial intuition to, to speak and see what we interpret it as. And then We're still learning, as we said, we're just baby witches. So we're still learning tarot um, and it is just a practice. So it's interesting looking to see what is actually said about it too. Um, so for the eight of coins, we have apprenticeship, employment, commission, planning, skilled, craftsmanship, calculating, Ambition or lack of it, backroom work, community role, loans, advances, loans, advances, interest and repayment. So some of the ones that that stood out for us was was obviously the craftsmanship. We've spoken quite a lot about that. Yeah. Um, and the backroom work as well. We felt like that was something that often gets forgotten about is just you know you often it's easy to see what's what's on the surface but actually there's a lot to say about everything behind the scenes the apprenticeship as well we really like because it's part of that thing that we're just beginning to to be witches and that we're just still learning but we're learning by doing which is also something that isn't really seen as something like that you can do anymore mm. i mean Like, for example, that like when I grew up, it was kind of like most of my friends went to university mm -hmm. after school. Like, I don't, I didn't know back then that many people. I think I've thought in my horizons, I've like 
try to meet people who are not in my bubble. But like back then, like I didn't know anyone who wouldn't go to university. Like everyone was just like apprenticeship is such an amazing thing. But it's like, oh, no, you have to go to university because you have to like reach a higher education. Otherwise, you're not worth enough. Yeah, it's looked down on, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we want to learn through practice because we we think that's that's a very good way of learning things. And like we actually being just like taught things a lot in our education system. And we both work within the education system as well. So it's something we feel very strongly about mm -hmm. that, like there's not enough practical um, lessons. There's not enough trying and making mistakes and like learning by doing anymore and that's something that we want to do with, with this podcast as well yeah i mean i think we could have a whole episode where we ranted about the education system <laughs> we should um, do that yeah <laughs> be cathartic um because yeah we we believe really strongly that you know the way that people think is so unique and it's not a one size fits all and there's so many people that you know just because they can't memorize some dates for an exam doesn't mean that they're not incredibly intelligent incredibly um creative you know back in the day people would it would be an apprenticeship you you know you learn a skill you learn a craft and you learn it through doing it um and that's what we want to do as well when we were thinking about the podcast you know we're just like we don't <laughs> we don't know anything we're not an expert on anything um but we want the information to be accessible and as we go and research and learn things um you know to put those things into practice and then to try and share them with with other people i think we've said about how beneficial we find it is having a creative outlet um and no matter what it is like we've tried a lot of different things and we love doing a lot of different things but you know i think people I think everyone needs some sort of creative outlet, no matter if you consider yourself an artist or good at art or like none of that matters when it comes to craft, which I really love. And I think that's that's the thing that I wanted to say, like you don't have to be good at something mm. to be doing something, to be enjoying it. Like I always thought that like, oh, like I'm not a good artist because like I can't do any, like I can't paint, like I can't do those things. Like, and then I shouldn't be doing it. Like I mm. just rather do other things that I'm good at. But you can do all the things that you're not so good at as well. Mm -hmm. And you can enjoy them. Like, it's not about, like, being the best. It's not about, like, it's just for you. Yeah. And that's something that we also don't do enough, I think, like, doing things just for us. Like, um, we always do something to achieve something or for others or um, to prove something, but not actually just because we want to do it. And then you can, like, do really shit clay <laughs> ashtray and you love it because it doesn't have to be good. It has so much meaning as well. Like when you see something that has character that someone's made because it's not perfect, you can tell it's handmade. Like I, I love that when I when I look at things. Um, and I just think the process of just making something of like is so cathartic as well. You know, like when you get into the flow of doing something and you don't have to don't have to think your mind can just wander and your hands move like it's such a, a natural feeling that I, I genuinely think that everyone should have a craft in their life um, just yeah as you said to do something for you not for an outcome not for anyone else but literally just something you kind of enjoy doing and the process of doing it you'll get better <laughs> like like you you do as well because it, it isn't about it being perfect and you don't have to be good at it to start but like just through the process of doing you're learning and you're making mistakes but through making mistakes you learn from the mistakes and you get better like it's just such a a great process I think it can teach you a lot about yeah. yourself and learning how to make mistakes is like such a funny phrase I think but it's so true because we're so we live in such a perfectionistic, is that the word? World. Um, we like really afraid to do something wrong, mm -hmm. even though that's just part of everything. Like, like a baby, like when they do their first steps, they're going to stumble and they're going to fall and they're probably going to cry. And no one's like, oh, come on, da. you can, you can stand, you can walk, right? Everyone's like, oh, good try. Well done. Yeah. But then we grow older and it's just like, why didn't you get that perfect? And it's like, it was my first time. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you expect me to? And then like, I put that pressure on myself mm -hmm. now as well. Like, oh, if I can't do something right the first time, then I might as well not try again, even though 
of course I will get better. Mm. Yeah, I like the baby analogy because, <laughs> like, imagine being a baby and a little bra- baby brain just being like, oh, I can't walk because I'm, I, it's not going to be perfect. That My first steps aren't going to be perfect, so I'm just never going to walk. Like, it's ridiculous, but that is exactly, like, the kind of prison that we put ourselves in when we don't allow ourselves to just try and see how it goes. And then... Yeah. And I think it's just that making mistakes is so, like... Everyone's like, oh, if you make a mistake, that's like really bad. Like that's like, like you like just in school. Like if mm. you like fail a test, it's like the end of the world. Even though, like it really isn't because no one asks anymore. Like two and years later, that's not what life is like. You know, like in life, you even in your job, you get a job, you do something. If you do it wrong the first time, they're gonna be like, oh, okay, this is what you do. You know, next time, just do it like this, and then you do it better the next time. It's you never have. Like a, a job where you have one chance to do a thing and if you don't do it perfectly, then that's it. That's your only chance. So exams and just stuff like that is just ridiculous. Yeah. That's not what life is like or it's not what life should be like. I think that it does feel like that sometimes, that that is what life is like. Maybe that's mirroring from the way that we are brought up to think in school um, of you've got one chance to do this right yeah but you don't you don't and i think a lot of that is also to to think about like yourself and reflect on things because Mm. like i think we also sometimes we just go so fast through life i mean like i really thought we would slow down with all the lockdowns in the last few years i really thought like we would learn from that (laughs) we didn't a little bit maybe about that like just taking the time to think about yourself and like how everything has affected you so yes maybe i did make a mistake maybe i did hurt someone with my behavior because i am not perfect and that's fine but i can own up to it and i can also like identify it myself like i don't need someone else to tell me you hurt me even though that's fine as well like we should definitely like be open to people and say like hey this behavior hurt me but like when you reflect on yourself i think and you can see that and you can forgive yourself, but you can own up to it and say, sorry, listen, I think that wasn't the right thing to do or whatever. Then you can also, when someone else comes to you and says, oh, I'm sorry, or even if they don't, because they're not at that part yet, they they haven't like experienced that kind of self-reflection yet, you can come to them and say, listen, like, I know you didn't mean it, but this hurt me and you should know that. So next time, you know. So it's all about like just communicating as well, like communicating how you're feeling and like, but also like not just the good stuff, but also the bad stuff and also the things that maybe you didn't do right. Or maybe you think that you can do better next time because you will never learn how to do it better if you don't speak about it. Yeah, definitely. I've been thinking recently about like just trying to be more self-reflective and then seeing other people and also just thinking back on your life and seeing the way that people Ah, and I think you can really tell when people just are just reacting to things all the time. Like they haven't taken any time to think, wait, why am I coming across? Why am I angry? Why am I, you know, having a go at someone? Why am I taking this out? You know, no people, you can tell when people don't sort of stop and think about that. And they've just gone their entire lives, you know, obviously going through really hard things and then not realizing how that comes out in other ways. Um, because it's really difficult to be self-reflective and have those difficult conversations with yourself and then even harder to kind of have them with other people like it it isn't it isn't easy but I think it's so important yeah no it's definitely the hardest thing and it's the same thing you won't get it right the first time you have to do it again and again and like kind of like all your life Mm -hmm. to be able to like kind of be good at it and you still not always make it but it's about like trying your best and like trying to do that and then again like all those like rituals and like taking time for yourself and whatever you want to do if it's meditation if it's like cooking your own meal if it's like buying a plant and looking after it like there's so many things you can do like going on a walk I don't know like yeah having a coffee and journaling I don't know like there's so many things you can do it that like just really help like even if you don't actively think about it all the time just by taking the time out of our busy days and like taking a moment of like just slowness Mm. and maybe even stillness like that's when those things come up like even just naturally even without you trying 
you will be reflecting when you take that time for yourself, I think. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, we really don't value those small things. Um, and we really don't just sit in stillness. Like even slowing down, like you said, is, is difficult. It feels unnatural in the way that like we feel like we're meant to be. I know I always feel like I'm should be doing something all the time. And if I'm not doing something, if I'm not being productive, you know, it's... It, but then I think that's when it's even more important to take time to, to just be still and to not do something and to even then question, why do I feel the need to be doing something all the time? Let alone, why do I feel the need for it to be productive? Yeah. Um, you know, but you have to take those times to slow down to, to just think about it. Yeah. Maybe that's our first tip of mm. this episode for, for anyone who listens. If anyone listens, <laughs> maybe it's just one person that will be nice um, to just really take five minutes of your day. And then if you can do more, then do more. But take five minutes because that's not a commitment. Mm. And just do something that you enjoy and try and be still. Because I keep forgetting it. Like as soon as I get busy with work and I have like four weeks and like four days, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then like it's been two weeks and then I can like feel myself being really agitated and really like anxious and I'm like why is that and I'm yeah. like well because it didn't take any time to sit with myself and figure out what's going on yeah it was like why do I feel so overwhelmed right now <laughs> it's like uh <laughs> I haven't put in place any of the things that I know make me feel better all the little things that make me feel better that when you start to get busy or stressed or when there's things going on those seem to be the first things that you kind of let go of um but yeah. they're the most important things and yeah I think if you can get like a, a really nice ritual to your days to your weeks to your months to your you know um because something we want to look into as well is you know not just the day-to-day -day things but also the the seasonal things and the yearly things and you know the the things that um that happen that I think we're often too busy with concerned with ourselves that we don't actually notice what's happening outside of ourselves and I think what we want to look into is kind of that balance of you know turning inward and and like we've just said and then also being able to then turn outward and be like wow the seasons are changing what does that mean for me or yeah you know it's the the moon is full you know and just taking time to notice the things happening around you as well yeah because even though like our life is so artificial we we can't deny that all these things have an effect on us like summer we feel different than we do in winter just mm. because the weather is different and the sun's out more or when the moon's full we feel different even though we might not like always connect the dots but there is definitely something there there's a connection there and it's actually really good that you brought that up because um summer solstice is coming up Ooh. really soon um which is on the longest day of the year which is normally around the 21st of june because it's actually in so many different cultures and ancient um religions and like different tribes of people that had like summer solstice um ceremonies rituals anything um so it's definitely something that has an effect on people and I think it's really interesting so I can just tell you a little bit about like what the different ancient cultures did yes, and please. then we can um, talk a little bit about the English culture as well because Stone Age has actually a really big um, meaning for the summer solstice. So um, in the ancient Greek calendar, the summer solstice actually marked the start of the new year. So they didn't start the new year in winter like we did, but they did um, start it in summer when the sun was... Um, so actually, what what is the summer solstice? So I said it's the longest day of the year and the shortest night. And it means that um, in the northern hemisphere, um, and the reverse is true in the southern hemisphere, so they have it like exactly the other way around. So they would have... Um, summer solstice in December and then winter solstice in June. It comes from the Latin words sol for sun and sitium, like still. It has something to do with the axis of the sun like being like completely like on the horizon, 
like and obviously like all the ancient cultures they would um always track the sun like we know that there was like sun calendars and sun like watches clocks how would you how do you call it yeah sun clocks <laughs> <laughs> oh the sundials dial yeah. yeah that's what mm. i mean in, in in german it's sun clock and i was like that doesn't sound like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like sundials so yeah for for the creek um it started the new year and it also marked the one month countdown to their olympics <laughs> which i think is really funny and they had like a festival for the um, god of agriculture and um what's really interesting about that um, festival is that the social code was temporarily just abandoned so the slaves and the masters i think where they were called would just celebrate together um, as equals or the masters would even like serve the slaves so i think that's something that's, that's like so interesting because just the fact that you would reverse it or on this w one day or something mean that people are equal means that you have a concept exactly <laughs> that this isn't maybe natural and on this one day you get to naturally just be you know humans together yeah and like surely you would think then further <laughs> that maybe you can just be equals to each other too far i think <laughs> but then at least they had that kind of concept which i don't know if we have mm -hmm. and because obviously we're saying like oh yeah like like enslaving people isn't good obviously mm -hmm. but then we're still doing it it's just not called that anymore but there's still people who like work for a pound an hour mm -hmm. in like factories for us to have amazon prime yep same day delivery and it's like well if that isn't enslavement then i don't really know what it is mm. but we just yeah. call it something else and we're like well it's not a problem anymore yeah to be fair yeah ancient greek slaves had one more yeah. day of freedom than you know the people living in slavery being trapped by societal norms and class division and everything and like we don't really want to acknowledge it i think yeah um so the greek had that that's very interesting yeah and it's interesting that you know for it to be to do with the sun and like the power that that i really liked that you said it was it sun meant soul mm. um i think there's definitely maybe something we can look into that of just like you know i i think there is something to our soul being love and light and you know yeah the representation of that in nature of the sun um so i really like that as well i think there can be something we look into yeah definitely and the asian romans also celebrated a festival but for their goddess of hearth did i say that right oh, hearth hearth oh i always get that right so that was vesta or vestalia uh vestalia was the festival and vesta is the goddess of hearth which means the heart of the home. Yeah. And um, it was all actually about like the women like going to the temple and like offering their goddess um, some like things for in exchange for blessings. And I think that's interesting as well because the sun obviously is supposed to be the masculine energy and the moon is the feminine energy mm. when you look into that. But then as well, um, in China, the summer solstice was associated with the yin, which is the feminine force in the balance of yin and yang. And um, yeah, they celebrated earth and femininity during um, the summer solstice. So I think it's like they knew so much about balancing things mm. because there is the, the sun, which has the masculine energy, but then we bring in the feminine energy so it's a one and it's a circle and it's like something that like comes together maybe i don't know that's just my yeah. interpretation but i think that's a nice way of looking at it yeah it's so cool that there's so many similar themes throughout all these different cultures and different parts of the world through different like time frames like that that's a very cool i like the the feminine the yin and the balance um yeah yeah and then I think um, the the one culture that I associated with midsummer or summer solstice before most was like kind of like the Central European pagans, like paganism. And um, what they would do is like bonfires and like kind of like 
taking the sun's energy for their harvest and for a good summer and a good fall. But also bonfires um, are associated with magic. And we, we think that bonfires, that fire is a very powerful... I love a bonfire. <laughs> powerful, mm. magical experience. And um, pagans would um, banish demons and evil spirits with, with their bonfires. And it was thought to be strongest during the summer solstice because then you have the the power of the fire and the power of the sun, I think, would be combining. So then a bonfire would be at its most magical. That is, that's really cool. I think we might try have a bonfire. Um, during summer solstice. That, I think just, year. yeah, fire in of itself um, is so powerful. That's There's so many things where I'm just like, oh, that's a whole episode by itself because I think there's so much to explore that. And I think we have, we do truly believe like through experience, I think that there is power in fire um, and some of the rituals that we've done you know, with and without fire, I, I think it does add this, this, I mean, it adds energy, doesn't it? It's like, it's this added element of energy. So there's definitely some power in that, something yeah. for us to explore. Yeah, we'll definitely explore more of that. I think when we'll, we'll find a card that mm. will be like this one. This one, about and then we'll fires. know <laughs> the time is right. Yeah. And then so the summer solstice and the Stone Age. Is, do I say the right Stone oh, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. So yeah, I'm really sorry if I pronounce English words wrong. It's not my first language. I love um, all Yella's pronunciations. <laughs> uh, Steph is also the only one who understands them. <laughs> Weirdly enough, everyone else is like, what did you say, uh, Yella? <laughs> I think it's perfectly clear. I think so too. Well, if you don't understand, I'll try my best. <laughs> um, but basically... Um, if anyone is not listening in England as well, the Stonehenge is um, um, a very old um, collection of stones that were like set up in a specific way. So they're not just like fallen that way or something like people would actually set them up. I mean, they're so deliberate, aren't they? You can't look at that and not be like, yeah, that that is so man-made. It it's is. so cool. And it was actually 2500 BC wow. when it was approximately... Um, set up and um, it was carefully designed to align with the movements of the sun and um, in on summer solstice the sun rises just left of one of the large standing stones outside of the stone circle and it's known as the heel stone and um, they think that there was another stone next to it um, but it's not there anymore so the sun would come up between those two stones perfectly aligned during the summer solstice so that's pretty cool it's so cool and also because just those stones aren't naturally from that area of england are they so like they've had to excavate ex excavate them and <laughs> like dig them. About English <laughs> <laughs> our pronunciation is going to be <laughs> questionable um but yeah they had to ask oh no i can't say it now excavate them mm. and transport them like without any of the technology we have to perfectly place them to for the sun to align at certain points in the year like it must have been so important yeah. it must have been so powerful and and you know no matter what we believe or what we know just the coming together for a, a joint purpose I think is really cool you know like them all coming together and making it and going through all that effort to do it and then gathering there at the same at you know at these specific points throughout the year to connect with each other and do rituals and I yeah it's it's really magical isn't it it's super magical I think and it's like just so nice that they used to have all these like like things and to be connected with our universe and our earth and our planets and like mm. all that was so important and we keep forgetting that like that's actually like magic in itself that we're here mm -hmm. and that everything around us is there and that the sun like is there and it warms us and the moon is there and the moon like changes and like it also like influences the ocean and it like does the tides and I'm like what yeah uh, the fact that the sun's at the perfect distance from the earth to keep us nice and warm in summer you know but not set us alight and have the whole earth burn down it is 
it is magical yeah um, all of that and and being a part of something I think we we get so lost in in ourselves that we forget that we are all connected and that we wouldn't be here if it weren't for all the things that came before us um and everything on the earth and how yeah I I think it's a really nice representation of that circle and the balance and the you know continuing continuousness and that we are all one yeah and I think that's what magic means for us in the first hand because we've talked about that when we were thinking about doing the podcast that like we don't know like what kind of magic we believe in like we believe that there's something magical in this world but like we are still a bit like oh like can you actually like hack someone for example yeah. I don't know make a potion and make someone fall in love with you I don't know but like we can't deny that there's magic in this world just by looking at nature and looking at human interaction and seeing all the signs like if you if you look out for it you can you can see that there's some kind of magic and we just want to find out what that means for us really mm. yeah like come along for the journey as we explore it but for now magic is just that we're here and that we can create and that we can be together and we can be in nature um and that there's really powerful things in all the small parts that make up the whole and I think that is also that has made me feel better kind of that changing of the mindset of just when you can really appreciate all the small things all the time you know like we joke about you know no matter what day what happens today we have our morning coffee tomorrow no one can take that that away from us you know um just like there's lots of magic just in the the small things that I think is easy to forget yeah always look up as well mm. that's what we say when mm-hmm. we're outside always look up you might see something nice and it's it's like irritating sometimes how people don't stop when mm. there's a rainbow we we thought that the other day we oh. would just stand there for like minutes staring at this rainbow and people would walk past us just kind of like looking at us a bit weird and they would see that we were looking at the rainbow like they'd kind of look at what we were looking at and see the rainbow and then carry on walking too busy like that it's just baffling um but yeah i think people miss out on the magic um yeah it's all about the slowing down again like Mm. yes i know that we're busy and we have to be places and we have to go places but like just stop for a second and even if you say okay i can only stop and look at this rainbow for 30 seconds, then do it for 30 Mm -hmm. seconds. It will be better than not doing it at all. Take a deep breath as you look at the rainbow. Yeah. You've really lived in that moment, looking at a rainbow. Yeah. And then maybe the rest of your day will be a bit more magical. Mm. Notice the rainbows and other things. Yeah. One or should we take from the top? Mm, I don't know. What are you feeling? Mm. Yeah, I think we can take that one. Okay. Should I take it? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, the Empress. Wow. Wow. She looks powerful. She does. So it's called the Empress, and it's a lady on a throne, and she's wearing like a red dress with suns on it. I love that dress. <laughs> I do love it. <laughs> and um, the throne has like um, a head, like a lion head or mm. a wolf. I don't know. Could be both. Yeah. It's like an animal head and she has like um, an eagle on a shield. It's like her. Yeah. And she's, she's got wings as well. Oh, yeah. Um, or are they coming off the throne? No, I Not, think it's her. Yeah. So she's got these big wings and she's wearing a crown and has what's that thing that the queen holds scepter yeah nice i I think so (laughs) no i I think that's right (laughs) um yeah she looks really powerful though doesn't she she does um i think it's interesting because you were talking about like the summer solstice and um all these cultures celebrating the feminine energy mm. and femininity 
So she definitely gives me vibes of feminine energy. And she looks like a strong, assertive woman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that feels really fitting as well because, I mean, something... Obviously, with the term witch is a female, you know, word and associates for um, women. And that is something we are really passionate and interested in is kind of exploring um, the empowerment of of each other. Um, and not I think we live in a society of, of, you know, feeling in competition with our fellow women all the time. And that's something that we really want to kind of break the. A stereotype of is that, you know, that if we can support each other, it makes us more powerful. It's not us versus, you know, each other. Um, and that's what witches have been doing for a long time, isn't it? Is like being kind of the outcast of society because maybe they were threatening because they were assertive and dominant and powerful and wise and um, different and different. And yeah, so for us, like the term witch, I think, is representa- representing like a powerful woman who is wise and in tuned with herself and in tuned with nature. So maybe yeah. that's something we can look into. Yeah, I think that definitely would be really good. And then also something that we've talked about before, I think is like the feminine energy mm. that like we just live in like a very, we live in a male-dominated world, obviously, but like not even that much anymore because there is more women in power now too. But like the whole energy is still very masculine, like being um, like not there for each other, but like kind of just more in like a competition. It's like something that is, I think, a masculine energy mm-hmm. thing and that like we just need more feminine energy. And that doesn't mean like just in women, but like men can yeah. like get their feminine energy too they can be like all the things that are feminine or that we might think that are feminine like just like finding that balance again and like I think um feminine energy is something very very powerful and the sun's giving us the masculine energy right now so maybe we need to balance Mm. that with with our feminine energy yeah Uh, I think super right about you know we this is definitely not just for women we do truly feel that like it is a balance of you know taking the good parts of the masculine energy and the parts of the feminine energy and coming to like a balance that's right for you um but that you can't find a balance if you're purely in a society or you know in a structure that favors one over the other or like demonizes you know you know so it's about changing the way that we look at maybe some of these more feminine qualities um and how important they are for us to embrace as women but also how important it is for men to be able to take these on without being looked down at for being you know too feminine yeah because i think like as the sun and the moon are kind of like both important for our Mm. everyday there's like we need we need them both we couldn't be without the other it's like feminine and masculine energy is important for our whole society but also within ourselves to like be connected to both sides of us mm. not just the one one but like yeah to have a balance between them so i love her yeah. i love the empress yeah i really love her she's really cool i want to be her friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i think that's a really nice starting point for the next episode though yeah. to to look into that do you want to mm-hmm. see what it says or do we do that in the beginning of the next episode uh, I think it could be nice to have the words to kind of yeah. like think about this week because mm-hmm. um, I, I find them really nice prompts. So the empress, the queen, feminine power, yes, matriarch, mm. Mm. mother, fertility, pleasure, luxury, beauty, success, initiative, evolution, movement, marriage, wealth, overattachment, domestic upheaval, delay, lack of creativity, waste. Interesting. Very interesting. That's a lot of things to think Mm. about. So yeah, I think we'll just take the time and pick some of these again, like we did with the eight of coins. 
and want words that resonate for us and we'll be thinking about the card and see what else comes up for us and do some research into that as well um yeah I really like that yeah and um, probably not in our very first episode but something that we do want like eventually is that if anyone who listens to this thinks oh I'd really like to know about I don't know like one of those words really spoke to me then that we can look into that as well that like we can kind of be a collective that thinks about like what what we want from this card and what we think about so yeah yeah I, we'd love it to be like a community um and have people share you know anything that comes up for them any interpretations that they have any thing relevant to something going on at the moment or in their own lives or having we'd, we'd love to have a kind of interaction with listeners where people could send in their thoughts and their interpretations um we can expand the collective consciousness yeah exactly and then at the end of the episode i want to read uh, a little word um out of the dictionary of obscure sorrows um it's a collection of words by john koenig i think um um who is just finding new words for feelings that we can't really describe. And um, I I really love the book and I really love all the words. And I think um, I was kind of like looking, thinking that I'm going to find a word that's really relevant, but I think I'm just going to get do a random word, but I'm going to choose one from the chapter between living and dreaming. Ooh. So we'll find... Yeah, so Yella's going to uh, close us off each episode with an obscure word for us to contemplate. I think this word will really tie together um, what we've talked about today. Um, it's called Idlewild, I think. And it's the feeling of being grateful to be stranded in a place where you can't do much of anything. Sitting for hours at an airport gate, the sleeper car of a train or the backseat of a van on a long road trip, which temporarily alleviates the burden of being able to do anything at any time and frees up your brain to do whatever it wants to do, even if it's just to flicker your eyes across the passing landscape. And he um, created it from um, the original name of the John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York City, which was used to be called Idlewild. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the thing that we talked about about just taking a moment for yourself and but not just doing it when you can't do anything else but mm -hmm. actually actively trying to just do it in your everyday life put it in practice make it into a ritual just take that time where you can't do anything and your brain just does whatever it wants yeah change the way that you think about those moments um and you can be excited to be alone with your thoughts i like that Yeah, and um, that was our first episode, Steph. Thank you. Wow, thanks, Yella. <laughs> um, that was fun. Thank you for listening. Um